Happy Tuesday, folks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Zeddy Training Podcast. I hope you're having a splendid day. Today is the first of the Ramadan series where I'll be breaking down some of the things that you guys need to know to make sure that you can navigate it in the best way possible as far as health and fitness goes. Okay. Now, if anyone's got any health concerns, diabetes, Um, cholesterol issues, blood pressure problems, do not listen to me please. You've got to speak to your GP, liaise with them, do not listen to what I'm saying. However, if you've not got any real concerns, um, or even if you're like a type 2 diabetic, I suppose that's okay as well as long as you exercise caution, you should be just fine. Okay, today I want to go over exercise. Yes, a lot of people have been asking me about training considerations and it is included in the Ramadan guide where we're going to break down for you how to approach it and if you really do want to train, how to eat on the days that you want to train. Trust me, it's going to be an absolute, an amazing guide as ever. Each year we do improve it and each year people do love it and the best part about it, it is free. So keep your eyes peeled guys, I will get that updated on Instagram very soon. Now, with regards to the exercise, you've got to realize one thing. If you train, cool. If you don't train, cool. Okay, that's it. It is really just a matter of personal preference. A lot of people ask me about gains being lost. You're not going to lose all your gains in Ramadan if you don't train. Okay, now the only time that you will probably set yourself back a little bit or lose some progress is if you didn't train. And you literally just lay about all day doing nothing. And when it came to your meals, when it was time to break your fast, you ate little to no protein. Then yes, you'll compromise a bit of muscle tissue and lose uh, quite a bit of strength as well. But if you didn't train and you were moderately active throughout the whole day, and when it came to iftar and your meals, you were eating a good dose of protein, then you've got nothing to worry about. You see, in Ramadan, a lot of people tell me they have that flat look. You know, they feel flat. They feel like they're losing a little bit of muscle um, and they're feeling like, uh, what's the word? They feel deflated. Okay. And that's going to happen. It happens to me every year. And the reason that's happening is because when you're not eating for a long period of time, muscles start to slowly get rid of carbs. So glycogen is what we call it, right? When you eat carbohydrates, they get broken down and they get stored in your muscles. That's why exercise is amazing all year round because people who've got issues with blood sugar levels, they don't exercise, they don't empty it out, thus they get get a build-up in the bloodstream, diabetes, blah, blah, blah. Now, when it comes to Ramadan, because you're not eating around the clock, essentially, you're going to be flushing out quite a bit of water and some of the muscle, uh, some of the carbs in your muscle. You don't waste muscle out, that would be weird. So when that happens, your muscles have this flatter look. So females panic about this a lot more because they've worked their backsides off and then their butt starts to flat out a little bit or their arms start to deflate a little bit. And they think, oh my God, I'm losing all my gains. All those squats and hip thrusts and booty band exercises have gone to waste. Well, not really, because at the end of the day, your butt still has muscles in them. Remember that. Okay, so if you're not going to be exercising, this is going to happen anyway. And obviously, you're going to be fasting. So it's going to happen because you're not eating, you know, every couple of hours. And the best way to combat this is just to make sure that when it's time to eat, you load up on good quality food, water and carbs. That's it. 
Okay, it's going to happen. It's Ramadan. You can't do anything about it. You just accept that you will feel a bit flatter. You just get on with it. No amount of exercise is going to reverse that. Because if you think about it, you work out what are you going to do. You're going to break down muscle tissue, which is fine. But then you're fasting anyway. So you're not going to, you still can't drip feed uh, your muscles with water, carbs and all that stuff anyway. Because over the 30 or 31 days, uh, you're fasting. Okay, so that's why people get kind of flat uh, during the month of Ramadan. They have this experience. Totally fine. Nothing to worry about. Okay, now, like I said, on the flip side, if you had the intention of burning all your muscle, then literally do nothing and don't eat much protein. And then, yeah, you'll experience a little bit of muscle loss. But you've also got to realize strength loss will occur. Think about it. You're not using your muscles. So I use an analogy uh, in my, one of my Instagram lives and people found it quite helpful. If you think about astronauts, astronauts go into space, there's no gravity, so they've got nothing to, uh, there's no force, okay? When there's no force, muscles are not being used, therefore they're just floating around. So they have to, other, they have to find a way to apply force on their body, otherwise they will just wither away. Literally, that's what would happen, right? Um, that's why, um, you know, years and years and years ago, when NASA had their programs, uh, what they tended to find was people who didn't exercise enough or properly in space, in the International Space Station, uh, they found that they lost a significant amount of weight, okay? And obviously now, technology is advanced, knowledge is advanced, so that's not the case anymore. So, I'm not saying y'all are going to be like astronauts. What I'm trying to say is when they go up to space, their muscles are not being used. So they need to physically exercise for two hours every single day. And it's the same way for us. When we're not going to be working out, we're not using our muscles. So you need to realize that you, know, you will experience a tiny bit of muscle loss and a tiny bit of strength. That's going to happen. But it's only temporary. And you've st you're still using, you've still got gravity here. You're moving around. You're walking, you know, all that stuff. But astronauts don't because they're just, free floating about everywhere <laughs> right so that's the way i like to kind of explain it so in ramadan you're not going to be contracting muscles as efficiently even when you do train let's say you decided to train you're not going to be able to train as hard because you've gone a full day of not being hydrated and you know in the ramadan guide we're going to give you some tips on how to eat and hydrate if you wanted to train after iftar which is what I'll touch on in a second. Um, but even then, when you do that, you can be as hydrated as possible, but your strength levels will still be a little bit rubbish. Just understand that this is normal, okay? Now, my approach with our clients is we kind of leave it to them, uh, but in most cases, we tell them to skip training and we focus a lot more on steps, uh, quality of nutrition, sleep, stress management, etc., etc. Uh, with the clients who do want to train, then we tell them to train after iftar. Okay, do not train before iftar. I know a lot of people, um, I know some coaches advocate this as well, which is which is fine. If you're experienced and you've got years of training under your belt and you know how your body works, then you can probably get away with this. But 95% of people out there, you've got no business training in a fasted state. Think about it. You don't have any fluids in your body. Sodium levels are low. You don't have any correct uh, electrolyte balance as well. You may cramp up. Blood pressure might be an issue. You may even pass out. We've seen that happen before. Okay, not not with us. <laughs> um, but you've got nothing in your system. So why are you exercising and pushing yourself when you've got no food? Yes, you do have some reserves of carbs that are in your liver and a tiny bit in muscle, depending on how much you ate the previous day. But if you think about it, there's no fluid. Muscles are 70 to 80% water. Okay, you are using your muscles, but the muscles are not hydrated. Why on earth? Are you going to be doing weight training in a fasted state? 
And the argument I get is, well, what if I then do it an hour before iftar? I mean, you know, if someone had a gun to your head and said, you better train one hour before iftar, then yeah, go for it. You know, then, then yeah, I mean, uh, by all means, then I suppose you'd have to, right? But if you have a burning desire that you really want to train in a fasted state, I guess the best case scenario would be to do it literally right before you break your fast, I guess, okay? But even then, you're still training with no reserves in your system. So the best time to train, if you wanted to, and we'll cover this in the guide, is going to be after you break your fast. So you want to do it, uh, you want to break your fast, have your little snack uh, and hydrate for iftar, uh, and then wait maybe 45 minutes or so, then train. However, this is not going to be possible for a lot of people, especially people who have, you know, families and stuff, because you can't just walk away from the dinner table and train. My That's my preference, is to train after your first iftar snack and stuff, like after prayer, because if you want to have your big meal, you want to come back from reading namaz, and then you want to go and train after that, you've had a massive meal. In most cases, it will be. So your digestion is going to be quite slow, because remember, fats slow down digestion. That's what I recommend, having something like a couple of dates and a protein shake uh, quickly and then hydrate, go and read Maghrib and then if you wanted to train, go train. That's a good window uh, to train. Okay. Whereas if you came back and then had your main meal for iftar, chances are it's going to be a blend of carbs, uh, you know, some veggies, fats and protein, then digestion is going to take some time. So even if you train like two hours later, food is still being broken down. So you will you will feel quite heavy and you won't feel comfortable training. So that's why my recommendation would be uh, just after you break your fast. Okay, and it's not going to be possible for everyone, obviously. So it really is a case of see how you feel and go from there. But hydration is the most important thing. Okay, so that's my little uh, tidbit on the training side of things. Now, obviously, I will cover this in more detail, but I just wanted to just touch on some of the key ones there which are please do not train in a fasted state um it's it's not worth it to be honest and even so you, you're actually going to be breaking down muscle tissue training because obviously muscles require some protein as well so you're not going to have any so you are uh, exposing it to potentially uh, kind of wearing away basically um and then also i want to just touch on the fact that if you do want to train then doing it one hour after the hour is fine as long as you hydrate and all that stuff but the ramadan guide uh, is coming out this week so we will bring that to everyone's attention and there is a segment on if there are nutrition and how to handle it and approach it so we've got you covered don't worry please okay so Guys, just one last one, obviously, as, uh, as you all know, the podcast is growing. It's a small podcast, but the single greatest thing you can do, which costs you nothing, is leave a review. I know some of you, in fact, the majority of people don't um, do so, and that's cool. You know, I don't want to tell you what to do, but you have no idea what a review means. Like, we have people leaving reviews, and we feel so uh, you know, grateful for it. We end up reaching out to them, thanking them, and we give them a little free pack as well. Okay, that's how generous we are. We'll give you a free pack that's only available to clients. <laughs> so the reason that I'm, I'm, uh, I sound like that is because the podcast allows more people to listen to the to the episodes and to learn in the process. So of course, it's a bit of exposure for us. I'm not going to lie about that. But at the same time, everyone learns and it's free. You know, I say to a lot of people, you don't need to work with us, but just listen to the podcast, implement what we say, and you will make progress. So if you're listening on any Apple device, uh, if you just scroll down and you'll be able to leave a review, you can rate it as well. Uh, or you can do it on Spotify, but just, uh, yeah, it means a hell of a lot to us. So I'd be extremely, eternally grateful if uh, you could uh, take 10 seconds out of your day and let us know how you found the episode. Okay, folks. So if anyone's got any recommendations for anything they want us to cover in the coming weeks uh, with respect to Ramadan, uh, please let me know. 
I'd be more than happy to cover them. But yeah, the next couple of episodes are going to be quite eventful. I am very much looking forward to them and I hope you are too. Enjoy the rest of your day.